everybody. This is Heba and Katerina from Los Angeles, and you're listening to the Lost and Found podcast, the podcast that inspires, educates, and motivates people like you. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Lost and Found, and today we're going to be talking about walking away from friendships. And of course, friendships have their own complexities and how they can be something of addition into our lives, or sometimes they can be something that we grow apart from. And so there's a lot of change that happens throughout our years. And it's a good reminder that some friendships add while some we need to walk away from. So we're really excited to be very open and candid with you all today about our own personal experiences. But not only that, also the importance of values and similar interests and a lot of different things that are also just as important when it comes to building a friendship. Friendships add so much to my life and they're a huge part of needs as a social being. And I really don't know where I would be without some of the core people in my life. I have a number of really close friends that have been there for me through really difficult times and who have pushed me to continue being better and have sometimes, you know, kept me in check and really helped me see my flaws and point out areas where I could be a better friend and um, just be show up as a better person in life. So I'm really happy that we're having this discussion. It's super relatable to me. And um, I recently, I, I do love that we can use this platform to just learn from each other's experiences. And this is such a real topic to me because there's been two major friendships in my life that I've had to walk away from. One was in high school and one was more recently. And both of those friendships were a really big part of me. I definitely am the kind of person who, you know, takes, I think there's that saying that's like, oh, you're, you're kind of the sum of the average of your five closest friends. And it's true because when you spend a lot of time with someone or you let somebody into your life and you share a lot of your life with them, they do rub off on you and you kind of start to sometimes talk like them or you take away things. You kind of get um, influenced by them in different ways. So, you know, one of the friendships that I had to walk away from in high school was really more about hanging out with the wrong crowd. I think that that person influenced me to do things that were outside of my comfort zone. And that that kind of was more in a negative way. Like I, I felt like I was drinking too young and I was sometimes being influenced to lie to my parents about where I was and what I was doing. And it it just made me feel really uncomfortable. And I'm glad that I walked away from that because I think if I hadn't, I might have gone down this rabbit hole of 
experimenting with things that just weren't good for me at a really young age. Um, and then the more recent walk away that I, I had was also with someone really, really close to me. And it was a really long standing relationship, you know, I, since we were um, teenagers. So uh, some of that really had to do with betrayal and also disalignment and values and really core beliefs. So after that friendship ended, I actually feel a lot lighter in my life. And I, and it also made me see where I could have actually walked away from it earlier. There was definitely a lot of signs in my life pointing to like, maybe now's a good time to let this go. So I think that um, there's a lot, a lot to learn from moments where we can walk away. And it's funny because we talk so much about going through breakups and how difficult they can be, but not a lot of people talk about the breakup of a friendship and it is really tough. You know, that's somebody you built so many memories with and no matter what they were in your life and maybe, maybe they were significant and maybe they were from a distance. I mean, it's still a little bit painful and I feel like, you know, we don't talk about that as much as we do when it comes to relationships and intimacy and whatnot. But I still think that there's like a different pain that, you know, we experience when we go through that. But at the same time, when we know that we deserve something better out of a friendship, then we know that we deserve that. And so we're not going to, you know, put our standards any less than knowing what we deserve and who we are at the core. And you talked about those signs count. What do you think those signs look like for people to better understand maybe their friendships? Because there's a lot of people that are probably in a similar boat that are evaluating who they're friends with and who they're surrounded by. But how can you really identify the differences between somebody who's going to be there for you the right for the right reasons and somebody who might not be? From my own personal experience, I think... There were times, and I'll just pull from both of these friendships that I've walked away from. I think at times I felt like I was actually being used in order to achieve a greater goal or something. I I was kind of the pawn in somebody's um, game. And even though there was a friendship there, there was something more important to this person that they wanted. And I was part of that plan. Um, So I think that keeping your eyes open, I think a lot of times we have this intuition of "Uh, something doesn't feel right. You know, I just feel like maybe I wouldn't have been invited if I wasn't just the excuse or like the person that had to be there to make, you know, this event even happen or for example, in the more more recent one, um, I think that as we grew older, we started having more conversations about things that really mattered to me. So for example, um, really core beliefs and values and just seeing how, you know, this person acted in their relationship and maybe um, how this person talked about other people in my life um, kind of made me lose respect for them because 
I feel like if somebody is kind of gossiping or talking badly about somebody else in front of you, um, you have to be really careful and take note of what they're saying. And then also realize that, you know, if they're going to be bad mouthing someone close to them, who they actually still are friends with and stuff like that, you might think, you know, maybe they're doing the same about me. And a lot of the times we can trick ourselves because we're like, so loyal to them, we might think, no, they've always protected me, they would never do that to me. So we kind of give them a pass. Um, And then I guess the last thing I would touch on is, if someone says something that is really outside of your values, what I did was, you know, and, and it might be political, or it might be something society wise. And um, if someone says something that if somebody else that you barely knew said the same thing, and you would be like, so shocked and repulsed by it and be like, Oh, I would never be this person's friend, like they actually think XYZ. But if someone who's really close to you and is a friend you've had for a while and they've grown into these beliefs. I think for a while I I always kind of was like, well, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt or, you know, I'm going to try to turn a blind eye to what they just said because this is my friend and they've been around for my really difficult times. It's kind of like at some point you have to stay true to yourself. Like you said, don't betray yourself or don't lower your standards for someone just because of the time you've known them or that they've been there for you for difficult times because it shouldn't be a tally of like who's done what. It should be more like, okay, let's just reflect on this person as a whole and see if, you know, maybe we're drifting apart and that's okay. Definitely. And I think a lot of people can probably relate to it because this is, again, a topic that I think might be a little bit more taboo. We don't talk about it as much, especially when it comes to friendships. And I think you brought up a lot of great indicators around what to really look out for, because in the end of the day, someone's going to talk badly about somebody else. I mean, the probability that they're going to do that about you is very high. And I think you and I have been brought up in that type of mentality but at the same time, when you're in that situation, it's so hard to tell that we're actually in it and that that's what's happening. And I can absolutely relate to that with my experience in high school. I remember I was surrounded by people who were not the best for me. They um, didn't really want to pursue education further after high school. And they thought it was a cooler and better idea to party. And, you know, we had different goals and different values and different dynamics of life and how we viewed things. And so after high school, I remember looking back and reevaluating each friendship. And now looking back, I have one good friend from high school and I'm really grateful for that one good friend because I'd rather have one good friend than 10 friends that might not want the best for me. And so I think it also goes back to quality versus quantity and thinking about who's really going to show up for you and be there for you in a certain type of way. But at the same time, Kat and I were speaking a little bit about this prior to recording and we were talking about how there's a lot of different levels of and layers of a friendship. And so there could be different situations like a friendship that's long distance or a friendship that is more close distance or a friendship that is 
very low maintenance. And it's always so easy when you're reconnecting. It's like there was no time that has passed. So it's nice to see that there's all these different types of layers and different friendships. There's no better one or no lesser one. They're just very different in their own dynamics. Yeah, I I think every single friendship that we have has its own um, unique structure and you kind of, you know, create a friendship that works for those two or three or whatnot individuals. You know, it's also interesting because you and I have our own friendship, the two of us, and then we also have this group of friends, the four of us. So the dynamic of us when we're in a group of friends versus when it's just the two of us spending time together and the things that we're comfortable sharing and bringing up and the way that we act, you know, it's it doesn't materially change. But I would say, you know, with my different friends, like there's sometimes um, I you're, we're kind of like chameleons and we like have our different energies and um, ways of showing up with different people. And, um, you know, there are going to be friendships that might be a little bit more surface level and you don't share everything with and you don't dig as deep with. And that might be for a number of reasons, but it's really unrealistic to have an unlimited number of friendships that you give a lot of effort and attention to because we don't have an infinite amount of time. And I think that maintaining a really close and deep relationship with someone, it does take effort and it does take time and time is very valuable. And so there's a lot to think of on like what we're giving a lot of time to and then also coming to peace with the fact that some friendships do look different. And that's totally okay, because they can be special at, you know, a a more low maintenance level. Yeah, no, definitely. I think I think the different friendships come at different scales, but again, they all have their own type of dynamic and that's what makes each friendship so unique. But when we think and reflect on how much of my percentage, and I think this is also just thinking about life in general. It's like, we have time for ourselves. We have time for our relationships. We have time for our friendships. We have time for our career. We have time for our faith. I like to think about my life in buckets. And so when I think about my bucket of friendships, I'm thinking, how much time do I want to invest in that bucket? And do I want to invest it in quality or quantity? And so you think to yourself, well, you know, there's three, four friends that I know are my closest friends. And so I'm going to invest this X amount of time with them on a weekly, bi-weekly basis. And I know that I always end up walking away feeling really good, feeling very heard, feeling very seen. And, you know, I think every friendship is very different. So it goes back to what you're in need of maybe in that friendship. So I know for me, like I love to feel heard. I love to spend quality time. I love it if we're doing an activity. And those are things that just make me feel like I'm walking away. It could be an experience. I'm walking away feeling really, really, really energetic. And I might even walk away with like a new perspective. And so you want to be around people that inspire the hell out of you because this life is so amazing. 
and it goes by really fast sometimes. And so we just want to make sure that we're spending that time with the right people. If a friendship is not feeding you and just sucking the life out of you and draining you, that is a clear indicator that you need to walk away. Um, And that can be hard sometimes, but you're really saying no to yourself and doing yourself a disservice if you're staying in a toxic friendship. Like you said, Heba, I think we talk a lot about toxic relationships with significant others and there's all these expectations for our partners to show up for us, but we should have those same expectations for our friends because they are a huge influence on us. And at the end of the day, you could be using your time a lot more wisely and something that will feed you and make you feel better than spending time with someone who drains you, who makes you feel anxious, who might put you down and harm your self-esteem or keep you down. Because if you're surrounded by someone, like you said, who, you know, might reach a point in in their life where they don't want to continue growing, or if they, you know, are really just a negative person and they don't see the world the way that you do, you're actually harming yourself because that's, that's going to ultimately rub off on you and you might, you know, be kind of a shell of yourself because somebody is keeping you down. Absolutely. We want to be around people that are going to uplift us and make us feel like energized and ignited. And like you mentioned, not confused or those high maintenance friendships where you feel like you're making so much of an effort and that effort isn't being reciprocated back. And so, you know, I think I think different friendships come in different ebbs and flow based off of maybe the stages and phases of life that we're in right now. And so, you know, if you're in a stage of having your first baby, you're probably connecting a lot with a lot of different women and and your closest friends that are in that stage. Or maybe you're connecting with somebody who's in a relationship because that's where you are right now, or like somebody who's working because that's the stage of life that you're in. And so, you know, those different friendships have their different ebbs and flow and they're just so unique and beautiful in their own way. But I think it's so important to look for those signs because we don't want to end up in a friendship looking back on it, investing 10, 20, 30 years on it and thinking, wow, you know, I invested so much time here. Obviously there's no regrets, but it's good to just think back and say, Hey, you know, did this friendship really serve me? And I think different situations arise through life that help us better understand who people really are as life likes to throw things at us. And so sometimes we don't really understand who's really there until we're in that situation. Like for instance, my friends who are pregnant, they always tell me, I know who my real friends are through this. And so for people who go through grief and loss, they're like, I know who's going to be by me. Those people that go through really challenging times. I mean, To see those friendships that stay so resilient, I think there's something to be said about those friendships. Yeah, life will show you who your real friends are. If you see someone consistently showing up to celebrate things with you and who wants to win together, but they're absent when things get really tough or things aren't perfect or you are in need of help or it's someone who you can't truly rely on, that's also an indicator of maybe 
a moment to take a step back and, you know, mirror that because you don't want to continuously give and support and drop everything to be there for someone who isn't reciprocating that. So um, I totally agree with the fact that, you know, those difficult times and times when you may need more support are a great way to really pay attention and be more aware of who's showing up for you the way that you'd hope that they would. And that's a really clear sign of the strength of a friendship. I think if you can rely on someone and trust someone, that's a huge benefit. And that might be someone who's not consistently texting you or spending time with you. But if it's still like, if you still get that sense of trust and support, and you know, you know, even though this person isn't a friend that I spend the most time with, they've always been there and supported me and, and, you know, um, been a champion for me through the past 10 years of friendship that we've had, then that's still someone that you can count on and really, you know, see value in long term and be grateful for because it's not always, you know, like you said, quantity, it's really the the quality of our relationship. So that's a really important point. And sometimes it just depends on having that conversation too. Because I think I've had situations where I have really close friends and I'm trying to meet them where they are and they're trying to meet me where I am. And sometimes we're just not aligned on certain things. And so it's really important to just have those open conversations and discussions and just say, hey, Uh, Like I've got something on my chest, you know, this is going to be a little bit difficult for me to communicate with you right now, but I value this friendship so much that I'm going to bring it up because of how much this means to me. And I think there's a lot to be said because then you can see if you're both willing to take action on whatever that might look like and see if you can meet each other in the middle. And so that's another great indicator to see if people really cherish and value that friendship back to such an important point. And I will say I've had many uncomfortable conversations with my friends that have ultimately made us so much closer. It's you really are doing a service to yourself and the friendship and the person that you're able to be vulnerable with because it's life's never going to, you know, the way that we know that communication is key with our partners and with our family members and at work. It's the exact same for friendships. You have to, you know, keep your friends in check. You're going to help grow the relationship that way. Like, for example, one thing that I'll always remember, and this happened in college, is one of my really, really good friends um, had a private, pulled me aside to have a private conversation. And she said, you know, Kat, I'm really disappointed because I found out that you shared something that I shared with you in confidence with somebody else and I felt really disrespected and I and I feel now that it's going to be harder for me to trust you because I thought that you know when I shared something in confidence with you that you'd be able to keep the secret and I'm just disappointed that you weren't able to do that and now I feel like it's going to be harder for me to trust you. And that was such a real like moment for me to see that number one, I, you know, broke somebody's trust and hurt them in the process. And number two, 
it was an awakening for me because I'm like, open my eyes, you know, you have to be thoughtful about the way that you show up for people. And it does come back to loyalty and trust. And these are like foundational things that keep a relationship strong. And ever since then, that really changed me for the rest of my life, because I'll never, you know, slip my tongue on something or, you know, I'll, I'll be more mindful when I'm sharing somebody's stories because they're not my stories to tell. So it's a perfect example of when vulnerability in a relationship can make your friendship stronger and then also change us for the better. That's really what these friendships even are for, you know, yeah, they're for social support and, you know, have fun and be loving and to be your authentic self. It's also to grow together and be better together and kind of show each other our blind spots. It's definitely what friendships are all about. And I love that you said that growing and learning together and being on this journey together, because that's what, that's what it's all about. We want to have that feeling about our closest friends and be able to look around and be really proud of the people that we've surrounded ourselves with and say, Hey, these are my three to five closest friends. And, you know, I've invested so much time and energy and effort into there and it's been invested right back. And I love that. And so friendships are important. They um, give us a sense of community. They make us feel again, very seen and heard. They provide us with a lot of support. We can learn so much from them. And, you know, I think it's something that we're just really lucky to get to experience. Yeah. And I think the main takeaway really is just don't lose yourself and somebody else and stay true to yourself and trust your intuition. If your gut is telling you that, you know, a friendship might not be serving you as much anymore, or just stay in tune with the feelings that somebody gives you when you're together or even when you're not together? Like, do you feel angry if they're not, like it it becomes a little bit toxic sometimes if you're too attached or not attached enough. So I think just being very aware of ourselves and the other person in the relationship, um, it's, it's what's going to keep our relationship strong and then also serving us as much as it's serving others so know when to walk away and then know when to put in a little bit more effort 